Well, uh, this time on a Thursday evening, it is, of course, Q&A on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. You're with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And uh, yes, uh, let me remind you, immediately the lines are open on 021-442-3530. But of course, the easy way to do it is simply SMS us your questions to the number 47913. That is 47913. And we will ask that question to Mufti. Well, this evening, we're going to start with our questions that we have that was left over from last week. So your questions, do it now. Send it through. It will go in the queue, inshallah. Well, joining us online, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir. Hussein, as-salamu alaykum, Mufti. Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallahu feekum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping this evening? Alhamdulillah, the weather also is getting better day by day. We're warming up here in Gauteng, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mufti, we go straight into our first question this evening. It says, can you adopt a child if you are not married, Mufti? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolil kareem Amma ba'd All praise is due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Islam, to adopt a child and to bring up a child is not necessary that you must be married, but there are certain conditions. For example, if that married couple or that single person wants to bring up that baby, the child, then it should be the same gender. If it is different genders, then remember, when they become balir and they become mature, then the laws of hijab and parda will apply. Secondly, the laws of inheritance do not apply in this case. You can't bequeath for them up to one-third. And third one, to solve the problem of hijab and so forth, that if it is a lady and she wants to adopt a boy, then if the boy is less than two years old, she can breastfeed that baby boy and then become the foster mother. So that will solve the problem. And another issue is when you adopt a baby, Surah 33 verse 5, then you must maintain and retain the biological name of that person's father. That baby's father, you register the baby on that biological father's name, not your name. So these are the basic laws that you should take into consideration. Shukran, Mufti. Now, Mufti, uh, listener wants to know if a lady must make her the ikama whenever she's leading the salah for her female families. Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Laysa lannisai azanun wala iqama. There is no azan or iqama upon ladies. So according to the Shafi'is, the Hanbalis, that a lady can make imamat for other ladies. So they just start the salat like that. There is no need to give azan or iqama. It is not compulsory. Shukran. Next question, Mufti. A listener would like to know, uh, is it permissible for a Muslim to become an actuary? And for those, uh, it means a business professional who deals with the financial impact of risk of uncertainty, Mufti? We must remember that there are two industries, and we have mentioned this on several occasions on Voice of the Cape, 
that Islam is condemned from A to Z. One is the alcohol industry, and the second industry is to do with interest and usury. So therefore, for a person to become an actuary and a person to study actuarial science and get involved, so remember that it is too tempting and irresistible. So therefore, the Quran Sharif, the law will apply. Surah 5, verse number 2, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ Do not cooperate and assist in sin and transgression. Hence, Muslims should stay away from it and abstain from it. Shukran to Mufti there. The SMS number 47913. That is 47913. If you have any questions that you'd like to post to the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, do it via the SMS line on 47913. However, this week we're starting with the, the questions that was left over from last week as promised. Mufti, an unmarried girl fell pregnant. Her mother says that Vasua ate kasit. It was preordained. Can Mufti please comment on this? We must remember when people commit the wrong. Then they want to use taqdeer as an excuse that is not permissible. Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah is written a book on this. Al-ihtijaju bil qadari la yajuz. You cannot use qadar and taqdeer as an excuse. A person goes and robs a bank and he says, no, it was written in my taqdeer. A person takes out one big AK-47 and shoots somebody dead. He says, it is my taqdeer. So remember what taqdeer, there is taqdeer. There's planning involved also. So this boy, this girl, they committed fornication, and now the girl is pregnant. So we should take the blame ourselves. That girl should take the blame. She committed a major, major sin. In a true Islamic country, a hundred lashes will be compulsory for both of them, the boy and the girl. Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse number 2. The parents of the girl and of the boy are also responsible. How come they gave their children so much freedom to commit all these vices? So to use taqdeer and predestination and destiny as an excuse is not valid in this instance. Now, Mufti, if a man in his younger years had tattoos drawn on him but uh, has now subsequently changed his life for the better and he is intending now to go for Hajj, can he go with those tattoos on? And how will the Saudis look at him, Mufti? Remember that all Mecca Allah Azza wa Jalla has given us a Sharia which is explained in the Quran Sharif and in the Hadith. So in the Quran it is mentioned Surah 4 verse 119, 119, the Shaitan tells people, I will command them and they change the creation of Allah. Regarding tattoos, Nabi alayhi salam said, authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim, that the person who does the tattooing and upon whom the tattooing was done, both are cursed. But alhamdulillah, the brother has changed his life around and everything. My advice to you, if you can remove it, somehow remove it. You can't remove it, then don't worry. Remember, all my is all forgiving. And don't worry about the people that side there, Hajj time, how they will look at you and so forth. Anybody tell you anything, you must just say, Inna Allah Rahim. Allah is very forgiving, very merciful. So don't let people judge you as long as as you go, perform that hajj, cry to Almighty Allah, inshallah your hajj is accepted. May Allah take us all for hajj safely and soundly, inshallah.
Amin, inshallah. Shukran, the voice there of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein here on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Mufti, we say shukran for now. What we're going to do is uh, we are, will break for the Maghrib, Maghrib, inshallah, and we'll continue at about 6.30, inshallah. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airways of the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And uh, yes, we continue now with our program that is Q&A, Q&A on The Voice of the Cape. Keep those SMSs coming on the number 47913. That is 47913. Uh, we're going to continue straight away and uh, joining us on the line again, uh, we have the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Uh, listen, says Mufti, previously she heard Mufti mention that uh, interest can be paid with interest. Does that mean I can invest and use the interest to pay interest, Mufti? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We never said that. Therefore, I always said when a person goes to a bank with this intention that they want to receive interest and then they go to the bank that gives the greatest amount of interest, obviously all that is haram. But we live in a capitalistic society, so many a time you will receive interest from your bank or where have you. So now when you have the interest and you have to offset interest, then interest for interest you can do so. But that does not mean that we go to a bank or any other institute and invest our money because we want to get the maximum amount of interest that definitely is haram and not permissible. Uh, next question, can Mufti please define nafaka towards a wife because my wife say I'm not doing that and now she wants a fasakh. She comes and goes as she pleases. She went on holiday without my permission and her father took them to the airport not even asking if all is okay. Uh, Mufti, some comments? Remember that nafaka is you, the husband, have to give her a house, shelter, whether it is her own house or rental, you pay for it. Secondly, you have to give the food, you know, that includes medication, everything. And third thing is you have to give the clothing and so forth. All Almighty Allah mentions this in Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 232, 20, 233. So Almighty Allah mentions it in 233. So there Almighty Allah speaks of, bil ma'ruf. Surah 2, verse 233. Secondly is that what you need to also understand is not just giving shelter, food and clothing. You have to give a love. You have to give a respect. Quran says in Surah 4 verse 19, bil ma'ruf." So you need to have a discussion with your wife. It seems the communication between the two of you has broken down and now she's doing things just to spite you. So my advice, both of you, rather have a good discussion and inshallah solve the problem. I mean, inshallah. Now, Mufti, my Idda period is over, but my ex keeps touching me, and I told him it's over between us. Can Mufti please give some comments? When the husband has divorced you, and now the Idda period also is finished, you are absolute strangers to one another, and for him to touch you, or for you to allow him to touch you, is all haram. Remember, yet you must stay far away from one another, because you are total strangers to one another. And if he continues harassing you, then you you can go to the police and get an order against him as well. 
Shukran. Our SMS number 47913. That is 47913. Uh, Salam Mufti, I have the name of Allah on my right foot. What does it mean? And I do have to cover it when enter. When I enter. Rip. Remember, brother, if you mean that the name is there from the time of your birth or it just came there, so there's not much you can do unless you go for operation or anything. So if you mean that what must you do when you go to the toilet and so forth, yes, you can cover it. But remember, when you bath and you take a gusel, you'll have to open it and because you have to make it wet and so forth and wash it. So wherever you have to expose it, there's no sun on you. And if you want to, you can have an operation or some procedure done and remove it, no problem. Uh, next question. My husband has not been intimate with me for three years. Is this marriage still, according to Sharia, still a marriage, Mufti? The nikah is still valid, but obviously it's an abnormal situation. Either two or three things have happened. Maybe he found somebody else, Allah forbid, or maybe his biological clock stopped at upper six. Or, for example, that he just lost interest in the marriage, and the marriage is a stale marriage. So obviously you'll need to have a discussion, and then you can seduce him. And if that doesn't work, maybe go to the to the urologist, and then maybe he needs some treatment, you know. So there's drug possibilities there. So try and discuss the issue, and inshallah, don't let your marriage suffer, but the marriage is still valid. Now, Mufti, are you allowed to perform maghrib in a taxi, and can one just make it without movements just to get the waqt on time? It's not permissible to do so because you must remember the taxi is moving and you will be sitting. You know, qiyam standing is compulsory. Facing the qibla is compulsory in first salat. So what you will have to do when you know that you are in the taxi and by the time you reach your home and so forth will be the time the work will be expired. So jump off somewhere and then read your maghrib salat and then you take another taxi or a bus and then you go home. But you can't be saying, no, I'm reading in the taxi because now there's no qiyam and you're not standing, you're not facing qibla, you're not performing ruku and sajda. So, so many things will nullify that salat. Shukran indeed. Mufti, um, next question. Can I buy my auntie la barang spend iman it near? What the auntie is that? Is your pastor sister or master sister? Then is all is rare. But it's sister than it's not indeed. Going on to our next question, uh, you can uh, remember when you do SMS us on 47913, please uh, make the question clear so that it can be answered uh, accordingly, inshallah. Mufti, my son has a girlfriend but doesn't want to get married, but they spend all their time together. What must we do as parents? You must give your son an ultimatum and tell him if this girl is a Muslim lady, then you as a family are going to approach them and tell them to get married. And if she's not a Muslim, then he must become Muslim and then they get married. If he doesn't want to get married, give him ultimatum. Either he severs ties with her or either you kick him out of the house because he can't be staying there in your house accepting all your gifts and favors and then violating your command as well. And then you will also be an accomplice in this crime. Obviously, we all know 
that this type of relationship is unacceptable in the Quran clearly. Wala taqrabu zina, don't even go near fornication, adultery, and wala muttakhidina akhdan, wala muttakhidat akhdan. There's no place for boyfriend, girlfriend relationship in Islam. So therefore, you have to put your foot down as parents. Shukran indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Next question says, Mufti, what does Islam say about a vasectomy as a birth control tool? The guys will find out after this. Well, we continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And yes, you can continue SMSing us uh, your questions to the number 47913. And Alhamdulillah, once again this evening, we have received quite a lot of questions, but you need to bear with us. As we said, the hour between 6 and 7 is a bit shorter because Maghrib is in there as well. Uh, whatever we can't answer this week, we will ask uh, that particular question next week, inshallah. Uh, the question we posed before the break is, uh, Mufti, what does Islam say about... About a vasectomy as a form of a birth control, Mufi. Remember that for a person to use anything that is permanent, that is not permissible in Islam, so as a birth control. For example, sterilization, or for example, that, you know, tubal ligation, or vasectomy, and all these type of things that are permanent, castration, and so forth, will not be permissible in Islam. Yes, birth control is permissible if it is of a temporary nature, reversible, but if it is permanent, permanent, irreversible, then that would not be acceptable in Islam. Mufti, what would be the case if the wife asks the husband to give her a talaq because she says she don't love him anymore and she don't have feelings for him? Remember that the husband should not give her talaq. What the husband and wife need to do is they need to study and look at the noble Quran and the teaching of Nabi alayhi salam. Quran Karim states, وَالسُّلْحُ خَيْرِ That reconciliation is the best. Now the wife says she has no more feelings, she does not love the husband. Remember, this is waswasa and whisperings from shaitan. Shaitan's greatest joy is, يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِ He wants to cause separation, divorce between husband and wife. Secondly, it is not two people's lives only. Most of the time, there's children involved. So what about the children? You can't just walk away from the marriage. Thirdly, we must remember every marriage has the ups and downs. Therefore, Mustafa Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, أَيُّمَ مَرَأَةٍ سَأَلَتْ طَلَاقًا Any woman who asks for talaq, مِنْ غَيْرِ بَعْثٍ Without any valid excuse, then فَرَائِحَةُ الْجَنَّةِ حَرَامٌ عَلَيْهَا فَحَرَامٌ عَلَيْهَا رَائِحَةُ الْجَنَّةِ So it will be haram upon her, the fragrance of jannah as well. So it shows that this is a serious, serious thing. So my advice, you get some sheikh, some imam, and speak to both parties, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, lady says, I have my khayd at the moment, uh, but will huzzle me tomorrow. Can I start fasting on Saturday already, or should I wait till Monday and start then? Because I've heard uh, you shouldn't just start fasting on a week a weekend, Mufti. If you are 100% sure that your menses will end tonight or tomorrow morning, and now you take your first ghusl and your bath, 
and then Saturday you start fasting, no problem, totally permissible. And my advice to you will be rather start Saturday than delaying it for Monday because Quran Kareem states, Fastabikul Khairat, in good deeds we must make haste and rush towards it. Do not procrastinate and delay at Taswifu Mina Shaitan to say I'll do it next day, next day, next week, so forth. All the delaying is from Shaitan. Now, Mufti, is it permissible for a husband and wife to be and bath together in the toilet or bathroom, Mufti? If a husband and wife are in the bathroom or in the shower or jacuzzi together and so forth is permissible. However, there are two, three conditions here. For example, if you are in the jacuzzi, you know a normal jacuzzi, then the water just remains there, it does not flow out. So obviously, in the water is impure, so that will not be valid for a gusel. But say you're in the shower, and the water is flowing all the time, and then they are together. So permissible? Yes, it's permissible. Is it desirable? No, it's not desirable, but it is permissible. Mufti, which is uh, more uh, preferable, a woman going to the mosque for salah or a woman making salah at home? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the imam. The masjid is Masjid al-Nabawi, the authentic hadith in Abu Dawood. Mustafa Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, وَبُيُوتُهُنَّ خَيْرٌ لَهُنَّ And the homes are better for them. So without a shadow of doubt, according to all four schools, the Shafis, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, all will tell you that for the woman to read Salat at home is much more reward compared to reading in the masjid. Mufti, would it be okay if children take their mother from home to look after her because their father is on drugs and ill-treating her? What will be the marital status after two years away from the husband, but neither of the two, there was no fasakh or talaq performed, Mufti? Remember that in that case they are doing a good big favor by taking the mother away because the father is on drugs, the father is ill-treating the mother and so forth. So the nikah is still valid. There's no problem with that. But once the father reforms or he makes toba and so forth, then they must take the mother back there to the father. But if the father persists and continues with these vices of drugs and so forth, then the children must keep their beloved mother with them, and the wife and the husband and wife, the father, mother's nikah is still valid. Uh, our uh, SMS line number 47913, that's the number if you have any questions uh, for Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein. Now Mufti, I've misplaced an uh, envelope with money. What should I, is there anything I can recite to maybe find it? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us, Alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa wa wajadaka dhalan fa'hada. So the ulama have written, if you read Surah Wadduha and especially this portion, wa wajadaka dhalan fa'hada, then inshallah you will find the lost envelope, met the khalt inshallah, the money will also be there inside. Now if one is reverted to Islam and your mother who is still a Christian disrespects your religion, which comes first, your mother or your religion, Mufti? For you, your religion obviously comes first, but you must remember you must not sever ties with your mother. You must treat her still with love and respect because she is your mother and the person is your father. Although they are non-Muslim, Quran has mentioned this in Surah 31, Surah Luqman, verse number 15, So she might be telling you, you are this and Islam is like this. So that is something natural because they look at the 
the TV, the media, where Islam is distorted. So you must show them the beauty of Islam, no wine, no swine, and you know, all these type of things. And inshallah, like tonight, you cry to Almighty Allah, Almighty Allah, soften their heart, and inshallah, they also embrace Islam. She can indeed. Now, next question, Mufti. Inshallah, we'll be getting married next year. It is, is it permissible to receive your maskavi, your mahr, before you get married? When you're going to get married next year and your husband tells you, oh, honey, they take this money here and I'm giving you a maskavi and both of you agree and so forth, so that's fine. There's no problem. It's mahar muajjal. He's giving you advanced mahar and so forth. But remember, my advice to you, sister, and the brothers who get married, makho, don't delay too much, you know, because just now he gives the payment and then he will anakhuta dung also, you know. Yeah, so make quick in mid-marriage, you know. Ya ma'ashara shabab an istata'a minkumul ba'at afalita zawaj. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Oh, you, the group of youngsters, you got the means of getting married? Then make quick, quick, get married quickly. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, are we allowed to give zamzam to a non-Muslim to drink? Yes, you can give zamzam to a non-Muslim and tell him that this is miraculous water. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in an authentic hadith in Ibn Majah, ma'u zamzam whatever intention you drink it with, Allah will make it a reality. So tell him, you're giving it to him, so inshallah Allah will guide him to the truth and take him out from the darkness in which he is now, Mufti, if you dream of the dead, uh, are they with you when you dream of them? You must remember, normally, when you dream of the deceased, then whatever they tell you, normally, 90%, 95% of the time, it is the truth, because they already in alam e barzakh they in a new realm, a new world, Quran Karim states, so you see your father or mother or friend and they give you a message. So as long as it's something permissible, then try and carry out that advices. Now Mufti, if you never pay a water account to the city and you take wudu with that water, is that water haram for you? Remember that yeah, there are two separate issues. Number one is you are not paying the water and so forth to the municipality, so that is a crime and it's haram for you not to pay because you are using it. Second one is that you are performing wuzu with that wuzu or that water or gusal. So will the wuzu be valid? Will the gusal be valid? Yes, it will be valid, but you will still get the sin for the non-payment of the water. And then our final question this evening, Mufti, it comes from, as a lady says, I'm a pensioner and I was a day late, uh, or rather I am late with paying one day's of fidya. I remember that I didn't pay one day's of fidya. Um, can I still have the money? Can I still pay this fidya for Ramadan? Yes, yes definitely. You pay the fidya. If I remember correctly, then Cape Town, I think it was 36 rand. Uh, no, no, no. It, uh, oh, oh, it was uh, 20 something, uh, whatever the amount yeah, is. Yeah, I think it was 39 actually, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, 39. the Fitra was 36 yeah, rand or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so anyway, whatever the amount was, you just verify with the ulama, the imams, the MJC. Yes, you pay it now and give it to poor Muslims, and then it's fine. Allah says, inshallah. Inshallah, Mufti, that leaves us with all our questions uh, that uh, we could ask uh, this evening. We say shukran to the listeners for SMSing their questions. Whatever wasn't 
answered. We'll hopefully, inshallah, uh, uh, ask those questions first next week, inshallah. Uh, we've got about three minutes left for some nasiha. Bismillah rahman rahim We give you three advices, mashallah. Qalan Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Umama Baili radiallahu ta'ala no, is a reporter. He states that Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qara'a hamim fi laylatil jumu'ah aw yawmil jumu'ah banallahu lahu biha baytan fil jannah. The hadith is mentioned in Tabarani. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whosoever reads Surah Hamim Dukhan on the night of Jumu'ah, Friday, that's tonight. So now before Isha, after Isha, whenever you get time, or tomorrow, so you read Surah Dukhan. Surah Dukhan, chapter number 44, in the 25th Jews of the Noble Quran. It's only four pages. So everyone should make that concerted attempt and effort. Inshallah, we will read it. And what is the reward? Almighty Allah will bless that person with the palace in Jannah, subhanallah. So everyone try and make that intention. Definitely tonight or tomorrow I will read Surah Dukhan. Chapter number 44 in the verse to in the end to end uh, Jews number 25. Then second one, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man qara'a surat al-kahfi laylat al-jumu'ah adha'a lahu min al-nur ba'aynahu wa bayn al-bayt al-atiq. The hadith is mentioned in Sunan al-Darmi. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, who reads Surah Kahf on the night of Friday. So tonight we read Surah Kahf. We know it's a famous surah, chapter number 18 of the Noble Quran. And we read the entire surah. Almighty Allah will bless that person with nur, radiance, effulgence from where he is, Cape Town, Table Mountain, wherever, right till the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah. So each one of us make that attempt, inshallah, tonight or tomorrow we read. Third one, this is a direct command from Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aksiru alayya minas salati yawm al-jumu'ah. You, my ummah, increase the quantity and amount of salawat and salutations upon me on the night of Friday, the day of Friday. So every one of us, abundant salawat, inshallah, tonight and tomorrow. And don't forget to make dua for the ummah at large. And all the brothers and sisters who made intention for Hajj, remember, read Surah 2, verse 128, Wa arina manasikana wa tubalina, rahim. O Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj and forgive us. rahim. O Allah, you are very, very forgiving, very merciful. May Almighty Allah make this journey of love a reality. Shukran jazeelan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah to Mufti Abdul-Qadr Hussain, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, yes, uh, once again, shukran to all your questions and of course uh, for tuning in. Remember, still coming up this evening, we'll have uh, uh, Talib Samai all the way from Paul with Imam Fuad Samai with their program. And then of course, uh, thereafter, we'll have the live dhikr as we bring it to you every Thursday evening here on The Voice of the Cap. From myself, Muhammad Zain Majid, until the next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.